Hi, you've called Age. And Mitch. And this is Message on the Machine. Gritty conversations by smooth operators. You know what to do. Hello to the listeners out there and to my biggest fan in here. Oh, that's a bit nice. It's a nice way to start off. It's all downhill from here, ladies <laughs> and gents. No, we are here. We're back. Nice to see you. My name is Age. My name is Mitch. And this is Message on the Machine. And today we've got a very, very dear friend of the podcast coming in for an absolutely glorious chat. He's just left the building. He's just left the building and I'm already honestly sad to see him go. You know when like you say goodbye to someone and you you check your energy a little bit and you're like, I feel really good after being around that person. That is Louis Hansen, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. isn't it? Mitch and I just looked at each other as he left the studio and we just were like, fuck, we love him. Mm. Such a great guy, super funny, but also just like, you know, real world down to earth, which, you know, obviously sits well in this studio's. Well, we're very down to earth. I can't get any more closer to the earth, to the ground. <laughs> Low centre of gravity you've got over there, isn't it? Yeah. Big Snorlax. <laughs> <laughs> Big Snorlax girl. Yeah. Um, so we're going to jump into our interview with Louis because there's a lot to cover. But before we get there, we just want to take a quick second to let everyone know that we want you to subscribe or follow us on whatever <laughs> platform you're listening on right now. That's right, ladies and gents. So today is a bit of a PSA. It's a bit of a call to action. You know, we've just had the election. You've all proven that you are capable of getting off your fat asses and going down to the polling booths for some dickhead you don't like. (laughs) What I want to know is why you can't open your phone right now. You can't like, follow or subscribe on Spotify or Apple and leave a rating and leave a review. So please... Do that for us now. Head to Insta, follow us a message on the machine to keep up with us in between because that is how we grow, ladies and gents, and we only do that through you. So thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And now, without further ado, we're going to play that funny little song that we play and then when we come back, Louis will be here. Surprise! From the past. Magic. (laughs) This is called Podcast Magic. Back to the future. Gay Podcast Magic, actually. Yeah, like Possum Magic. (laughs) (laughs) So without further ado, everybody, we would like to welcome dear friend of the show, Louis Hansen, to the studio. How are you, darling? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Oh, we're so thrilled to have you here. Mrs. Hansen. Miss Hansen. Yeah. Do you Miss get that Lou a bit? nasty. <laughs> oh, yeah. Lots of variations of the name. Yeah. yeah <laughs> nice. I think we might call you Big Lou for the I purpose of tonight. Big Lou. Go yeah. on. Big Lou Energy. Big That's, Lou Energy yeah. coming in. BLE. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go with that. <laughs> um, thanks for having me on. No, um, no I yeah, been obviously watching from the sidelines, and now I'm happy to be an official message on the machine. You family the- member. I know, part of the drag family. Yeah, I thought it was you throwing the tomatoes, but no, <laughs> that's okay. That's the guy in the back. Um, no, we are super pumped. Um, we've obviously, if anyone's catching up, we obviously know you. I guess just. Um, outside of the show, but you Round know, have, traps. Yes, the dark, dark alleyways. We've definitely met down them a few times, but it's nice to you know <laughs> bring you to the the Broadway <laughs> lights instead. Yeah, it was nice because before air, before we were on air, we had chats that obviously the last few times we've seen each other, there's been a wine in hand, which has been great. Mm. Yeah, but this is a fun opportunity to kind of just sit in the pod, sit in the studio, mm. and be sober. And, <laughs> and have a lovely chat. Well, allegedly sober. Allegedly. Speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. It's nice to settle in, come in, leave your very own message on our machine. We yeah. are, you know, we, it, we definitely, every time we do see each other, it's very much that, like, love you so much. Mm. But, yeah, so, <laughs> you know that? So now we're talking the talk. Yeah. yeah. Before we kick into it, I just want to quickly ask you, what was the last thing you Googled this week? Okay, so I haven't actually looked yet. Wow, so... you really put yourself in the hot seat. Oh. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, you Honestly, know what? Life's too short. Life's too short. To be prepared. That's on period. We've lived through, <laughs> you know, two years of a pandemic. I'm not going <laughs> to 
prepare things anymore. No, no. I can't be expected to come in as a guest <laughs> and know what I'm going to talk about. Things could change about. on a dime. We could say, what did you bing? No, well, that's <laughs> you never know what's coming. <laughs> so hit us with the tea. What was the, in the Google search, my love? Okay, so I'm giving I'm giving a bit of chaos. Perfect. Great. Actually, no, one, the last one was practical. Does Virgin Domestic have Wi-Fi? Because she's a jet setter. Mm-hmm. Can mm-hmm. I say, I don't, I think they promise Wi-Fi, but don't deliver it. No, it's only for the in-flight entertainment use on their oh, app. That's what so it is. So it's quite corrupted, I yeah, think. Wow. And then the one before that was chances of a cat killing you. <laughs> and? Varied response. I want a percentage. <laughs> Jury's out. <laughs> Cannot confirm nor deny. <laughs> I want to know why the Google had to be made, though. Were you attacked? I think... Because you know how there is that... There's like a meme on TikTok, and it's like, the chances of a cat killing you are low, but never zero. And then it like zooms in on this cat from a distance, like staring in <laughs> at the camera, like... <laughs> and then it got me thinking... If not zero, then what? Well, then what? And yeah. how do we prepare ourselves? <laughs> um, and then it just got me thinking, you know, have, has a cat ever murdered a human? Yeah, surely. I think probably. Yeah. I mean, this is the stuff that keeps me up at night. That was like mm. a 3 a.m. Google. Mm-hmm. I was like, fuck, surely a cat has killed a human. <laughs> do you have a cat? No. Ever have? I'm allergic. Same. Oh. Well, then you mm. could be quite high on those stats. Yeah. Yeah, someone could just get one, rub it in my face, I'd drop dead. Yeah. (laughs) Has a cat killed a human? Yes. Yeah. So, cats, fuck no. (laughs) Yeah, cool. So, Mm. what have... Are you two sharing Googles as well? Sure. We absolutely will. Why don't you segue to us? Okay. What have you Googled? Tell me. (laughs) Well, mine as the political powerhouse that I am was Penny Wong, just because I love her, really, and I didn't really have a reason to Google her. I just wanted to... Make sure she was. She was just on the mind. Depending the recent election, and she was. Mm. And great, proud of her. <laughs> and did you find out any fun facts about Penn? Well, she's the new um, minister for foreign affairs. Okay, great. Which is nice for her. That's amazing. Shout yeah. out to Wong. She would absolutely jump on this podcast. Thoughts. We'd she, love to have her. She's probably listening, so we should just invite her now. Penny Wong, fellow listener of the pod, <laughs> I challenge the board. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. On that note, (sighs) what did you Google this week? Look, obviously with this Google thing we do every week, like, Mm. you know, we'd like to remain a bit mysterious with what we do. Maybe we don't always do the latest one. Okay. I thought I'd just let you know that the last thing I Googled, it actually popped up, was in fact gay porn. It's time. And I just thought, you know, obviously I feel really comfortable today with... Well, I'm glad to know I haven't done that for you 59 (laughs) times. (laughs) Louis, age just needed me to walk in. Yeah, right. The safe space. My girl, we've created the circle and I just feel that, you know, there's probably been times where I have Googled Gabe on before and skipped past it. Now today I'd like to let everyone know that it's there. Great. So it was there. If you don't mind, (laughs) my mind is now running with questions. Yeah. Yeah. I'm coming. uh, Categories. (laughs) So, look, my <laughs> look at me getting embarrassed. Oh, now you get shy. My category <laughs> is, it's quite basic, but it's just, I just feel like you can't go wrong. And I think the spread on the category is always the most just, you know, there's a high percentage that I'm going to like what's on the category. As opposed to if I start right. going into other categories, I feel that the percentage gets lower. And I'm about, you know, I want to see variety. Can I guess? <laughs> Please. Let's all guess. Straight acting college white <laughs> duo. <laughs> it's not. Like Sean Cody. <laughs> Don't name the brands. Um, I'm going to say amateur. Okay. Oh. No to both, but they both could fall into my category and both have some leg. The category is hunk. Hunk. Because it's just kind of... You're getting a bit of that. You're getting a bit of column A, column B. The guy typically on there. The category is hunk. <laughs> the cate- Today's category, category is, is hunk. hunk. That's why we've got you here. Category <laughs> is hunk. Hunk realness. Hunk realness. You know, that is, that is a great category. And I know what you mean. There is a lot of versatility within that hunk realm. Because for me, the porn has to be, like the way I enjoy porn is if I find the porn star hot. 
which obviously sounds really obvious. Yeah, it does. But I think it like obviously I'm not going to watch something if I don't look at his face or like anything about him and think he's ugly. Why would you? That's like not really. No, the well, some point. people just, they might be looking for the fetish or the. They See, my category beyond. is ugliest man I can find online. No, they they're just looking because they want to watch him fuck that you know young twinkie looking right. guy or like you know or the bear or like whatever the like and they I mean just want to see like a toast scraping a bad frame yeah you know? yeah you know? yeah but not you no i want the aesthetically pleasing so that's why i'm going hunk i'm it's a safe bet however you know then i'm just yeah. going to sift through the hunks while we're talking about louis toe scraping bed frames your feet <laughs> are pretty well documented online is that true yes Yes. How yes, did that they begin? Are. are they insured? That, no. <laughs> they should be. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, Mitch, that's a really great question. How yeah. did it begin? Um, I think it began on a humble winter's night in 2020, I want to say, mm-hmm. um, when an account by the name of Feedy McFeetface. Yes. Um, <laughs> familiar with his work or hers. Absolutely theirs mm. um, because I've actually interviewed them and still I do not know oh, their identity really which I preferred because I just yeah don't peel back the curtain yeah, yeah. I never want to know no so um, for those listening who are uh, unfortunately not aware with McFeedy McFeetface <laughs> it's either Feetface McFeedy or McFeedy Feetface I don't Something fucking know in the realm. it's fine there's feet in it and a mick. <laughs> um, Maybe two. Yeah. <laughs> I think there is. So they are an account that likes to make collages of, of people. Um, I think it started off originally um, with uh, Sydney media personalities. Mm-hmm. Just a whole bunch of uh, presenters and stuff, people on radio and TV with collages of their feet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then that kind of expanded to your Sean Mendez's, your Harry Styles. Mm, yeah, they God. global yeah. <laughs> people at the top of their industry. And then from there, I just feel like we begun a really thriving, prosperous relationship. Yeah. Um, you know, whenever I post a foot, a cheeky foot on the stories, <laughs> McFeedy is always the first to come in and say, so sexy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, thank you so much, babe. Love you. I hope you're doing well. And last year for a GQ article, I interviewed them um, just about like, you know, the inner workings of like a foot and what makes a foot so sexy. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, that was a lot of fun. I need to get in touch with him because I, anyone who knows me, I've got beautiful feet. Like it's known. I want to see them. Adrian has this weird thing where he just like (laughs) becomes completely hairless from the ankle down. Thank you. I thought you were going to give me shit just then and no, tell me no, no. Adrian's absolutely psychotic and thinks he's got beautiful no. feet, but no. Right now, Age is taking off the shoe. Oh, he's peeling the sock away. Ooh. So. Yeah, that's a lovely foot. I'm just going to snap this moment for the. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Refer to the socials. But also, have you heard of Wikifeet? Yes. Wikifeet. The, like, Wikipedia. Um, God. Where everyone has a profile. Um. For example, my face is there. And then (laughs) you see this gallery of all these collage pics that McFeedy's made. Mm -hmm. And then just random ones from the gram. And then people rate it. It's so savage. Do you think I could be (laughs) making some money? That's my question. No, like without a doubt. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, yes. Yes. I mean, that's now called message on the foot. Foot on the machine, I think. Sorry. And you know, I just think if anyone can make a good dollar and have a side hustle, fucking go for it. Totally. I've got some lovely, lovely offers to send feet pics. I haven't yet, but like, shit. It's I nice mean, if, to know that's there. If the gigs dry up, absolutely. Yeah. Well, for me, it's kind of like OnlyFans is not something I could do. I couldn't go down a really sexual realm, but like I could fucking rub moisturizer on my feet. I wouldn't give a shit. You've yeah. brought this up a lot recently. <laughs> I'm obviously doing it a bit tough. <laughs> I've just feels are piling up, everyone. Purchasing a hairline, no, and I'm I need obsessed. to pay it off. <laughs> well, I'm really glad that we um, have talked about the porn categories. Oh, final question. So, porn on phones, yes or no? Because I find it hard to watch porn on my phone. Oh, as in watch, not just like saved in a camera roll. Not yeah. that I have a camera roll of porn, but just... <sighs> Private album. Private album. Do you remember when you were younger, that was a thing? Like you'd what? have like a like a wank bank folder? Like Yeah, I have one of those. Do you? Mm-hmm. 
It sort of means more though when it's come personalised. Oh, like as in things boys have sent you. Yes. Oh, a bit of amateur. <laughs> That's it. Oh, is that your category? <laughs> wow. So you you have like a folder of like yeah past a black men. book. Wow. So you're one of those men. Mm. Just in case anyone needs to be blackmailed one day, really more than anything. <laughs> but it serves you a purpose in the meantime. Savage. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you can't watch porn on your phone. Too small. <laughs> I want I, to see that detail. I want the cinematic experience. Yeah, I want the IMAX 3D goggles. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Fuck. Okay, you know Fair what? Enough. I can relate. Sometimes mm. I'm like, oh, pop it on the laptop. Do you ever go, is it laptop or is it preferably on actually a TV? Laptop. Laptop. Yeah. Okay. The ease of the laptop. Um, mm. But yeah, I just feel like a phone is too small. And, you know, what am I leaning the phone up against? Yeah. And also, am I holding it with one hand? I was like, you know, do you need both hands? Well, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> don't you? <Yeah. laughs> hey, you never, don't limit me. You never know. Jason <laughs> never reveals his secret stuff. <laughs> um, no, I totally get that. Before we kick on, though, and we start getting into your really deepest, darkest categories, <laughs> my darling, Big Lou, can you talk to us a little bit about, give us, you know, your little... Your bio, I guess. Who you are, where do you come from? Right, that elevator pitch, which we know and love. Yes, mm. um, that's it. Cool, so hi, everyone. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm a writer, podcaster, columnist, and a bit of a slashy in the media. So yeah, um, a few projects on the go, which is fun. And then in my lonely hour, I'll probably jump on the gram or TikTok and shit talk. Don't undersell yourself on the videos, Dal, because I feel like anyone who knows you probably knows you from the vids, mm-hmm. I think. Like, especially your TikTok. Like, where are we, what, how many followers are we at now? 120-something thousand? Oh, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Oh, it's great to talk about numbers. Something it's, like you know, that. there's some big digits on there. So, you know, you're doing obviously really well. And I, I think- two hands, Dal. Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Can't count them all. <laughs> no, like, you know, you've definitely made a name for yourself, I guess, as a content creator. Uh, and these videos are, you know, taken off, Dal. So we should be very proud because, yeah. They're great. Thank you. He's a very funny fucker, everyone. So go and check him out. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> if but you if, I, if I do get asked by a random person on a night out, and I'm not even joking when I say this, say if I'm in like smokers or something, mm. and someone's like, oh, so what do you do? Yeah. And I already know that I just don't have time. Yeah. Or like the willpower the to capacity. explain. The capacity, yeah. Or like Rain On Me has just started playing yeah. <laughs> yeah, on the yeah, dance yeah. floor. And I'm like, girl, I need to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I work in finance. Is really? That what you say? Yeah, because Finance. no one literally no will question. <laughs> if I say <laughs> mask, yeah, footy bitches and finance, and, and their eyes glaze over, they get bored as fuck, and then I'm just like amazing. Yeah. But then if I'm like, oh, you know, I do this and that, I, I don't know. It just comes with more yeah. scrutiny. Yeah, and so I've given up. No, do you know what? I expected you to maybe just be like, I'm a columnist, but like finance. It's definitely like, say, um, not talking to this cunt. Like the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. No one has ever asked a follow up question. Imagine if they did, though. How about them 401ks and (laughs) the state of the market? Oh, yeah. Watch me pull shit out of my ass. (laughs) Watch me lie. Totally. That would be fun, though. It's like when you go overseas and you're in Europe or something, and like, you know, today my name is Francois. Yeah. And I could be whoever I want to be. I love making shit up. We should do we should do that more. I do often on a night out. I'm gonna just start saying my name's Mitch and just saying some weird shit to people. My name's I'm actually like, not Mitch. Oh, I met that weird Mitch guy on the weekend. <laughs> yeah, he told me he used to fuck this cat. <laughs> and then he tried to kill him. True story. Uh, yeah. So let's lie. <laughs> yeah. yeah perfect. perfect. But yeah, so I started off full time as a journo, mm-hmm. and. I, so I'm from Melbourne, but I moved up to Sydney to do my master's in publishing. And then that yep. led to being a full-time writer. And then, you know, over the past few years, it just kind of naturally segued into more multimedia, mm-hmm. social media presenting stuff yep. um, with Pedestrian. My role kind of formed from like night Rider. I was a night Rider. Yeah, okay. Never do that shit again. <laughs> to like 11 p.m. in the office by myself, just oh, churning my away these articles. But then that slowly merged into doing more, you know, branded content for them or making videos, just yep. getting in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. And from there, I just realized, yeah, fuck, I want it. I want both. I want to yep. be able to write. I want to be able to make videos, you the know. Real life Carrie Bradshaw, don't Yeah. She's migrated to the podcast totally. world. Mm-hmm. Well, you've done a lot because I feel like the first time I came across you was with your uh, 
um, children's book that you wrote. Mm. So, like, I feel like there's been a lot of hats that you've had on in your life. I always wanted to make a children's picture storybook. Yeah. Always wanted to. And I think, it for me anyway, growing up and just feeling as though, you know, the representation is mm. not up to scratch. Mm. Particularly with... Um, children who feel like their hobbies deviate from, I guess, the gender that has been assigned to them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, you know, girls wanting to play with trucks, boys wanting to, I don't know, partake in ballet. Yeah. Mm. Um, like, where were, where were their stories? Yeah. And, yeah, I teamed up with my best friend Daisy, who's a graphic designer, and one of our other good friends, Trent, who was the business brains, the business, the marketing brains. Oh, you've got to have one. Yeah. Someone from finance. <laughs> always. <laughs> always from finance. A real one this time. Yeah. yeah. And that was that was such a fun project. That was probably like, shit, like six years ago now. Mm. But I've always loved to just put my finger fingers in as many pies as possible mm-hmm. um, and to never really pass up an opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. I, I love that. I can resonate with that. I think like... And I think there's something that, like, you know, we could get into a little bit today even is, like, leaving that, like, nine to five almost behind. It's such a hard battle to make. And you kind of, like, if money was not such a, you know, issue or, like, such a thing that we center our lives around so much, I feel like how many more people would be more creative and more, you know, like, be able to step outside of these boxes that we kind of all put ourselves in because we think that, like, we're too scared to, you know, like, take a Mm. risk or a leap or whatever because... Well, we're just told we can't potentially or and we might feel like we actually can't financially. So, like, I don't know. Did you struggle, I guess, to sort of, you know, I know obviously you've got, you know, multiple things now, but like not being a cookie cutter, was that kind of a hard choice to make? So hard. It was so scary. I mean, I quit my nine to five. In finance. In finance. Yeah. (laughs) At the very start of the pandemic. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So everything went into lockdown. And I think I just had a moment, had a yeah. breakdown. And I was just like, I can't do this. Mm. I'm so unhappy in this nine to five. Mm. And some people love nine to five. They love the routine. Yeah. You know, they love that structure. Um, but yeah, I just realized that I didn't want to be a part of that nine to five life. Mm. So it was, it was a difficult choice. But I think, yeah, in hindsight, I was very um, uh, irrational. Uh, I didn't really think too much about it. And I just said, fuck it, I quit. Yeah. <laughs> Mom, I'll work it out after. Yeah, yeah. Mum was scared. Um, but I, I think I had like one like presenting job coming up. And I think that gave me this false hope that I could, I could do this. Yeah. I could do this. So, yeah, I quit. And then I did that presenting job. And then... I kind of just sat around and twiddled my thumbs. Yeah. <laughs> waited for the next gig. <laughs> and there was a time where, you know, I the money kind of dried up because yeah. when you're just starting out in the freelancing realm, the gigs don't just come to you. You no. know, you kind of have to get to a point where you have some stability there. Mm. But so that, yeah, first year was tough. But even though it was tough, I was just living I was living in my freelancing fantasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Did you find... I can resonate with that a little bit. I quit a job in the middle of a pandemic, as Slay. all the listeners would know, because they've followed my journey of fucked careers. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I can re- resonate with the whole, like, you just kind of have to do it. But I think, like, mm. my question there is, was there something in particular or, like, a particular person or, like, you know ideal that you were chasing or did was it just like I'm gonna throw in the towel and then work it out after I definitely seen a couple of other people um in the field leave their permanent jobs to you know kind of pursue presenting social media or yep. just r- tv radio mm-hmm. and I was really inspired by that and I think I'd also kind of missed out on a couple of opportunities because of my nine-to-five job mm. um And, you know, I've always believed that, you know, half the battle in, I guess, putting yourself out and getting opportunities is by making it known that you are available. Yeah. (laughs) So true. Putting yourself out. the universe. Yeah. Yeah, You've got to put it out into the universe. Mm. Well, you kind of look for it indirectly, right? When you need to find it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily encourage everyone to be that reckless in just quitting their job with no real backup. But I don't know, call it an illusion. Um, but I just, I had this 
feeling that I would be fine. I'd figure it out either way. And, you know, obviously I'm so passionate about what I'm doing. So I was like, I'm going to make it work. Yeah. 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 Sometimes that level of manifesting is just all that really you need. Mm. Totally. Make it happen. And just Mm. self-belief. Like, you know, if you're going to go into it being like, I'm going to fail, essentially, I can tell you now it's probably the outcome that you're, you know, leading yourself down, right? Like if you go into it being like, there is no other option here but success. Mm -hmm. And like you said, when you need to find it, like I remember at one point when I was kind of in that phase where I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Where am I going? Who am I? What do I want to put my time and energy into next? Like after, you know, losing jobs and quitting jobs and working for shit jobs and whatever. And that's when I found coaching and that's when I enrolled in the course and became a coach. And like, but it was kind of like you had to get to that point of like, this is wrong mm. to then realize that you need to find what's right. Like it's all, it's very like cliche, but it's that, you know, you need the breaking point moment almost mm. of like, let's go to rock bottom to work it out and then go up from there. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And hustle, hustle fucking hard to like, like you said, you probably would never let anyone. Why are you coaching him? He's already done. No, that. I'm obsessed. <laughs> no, I'm coaching everyone else out exactly. there. And God knows you could fucking listen over there. <laughs> yeah. that side. No, Definitely. No, this is this is good fodder for the listener. Correct. Yeah. No, but yeah, it's that moment of like you know, like you said, those opportunities that you won't let them go past you now because you need them more than ever. Mm-mm. If that makes sense. Yeah, it it forced me to get those opportunities because I had no other option. I was like, I need to pay rent next yeah. week. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah. Imagine you came in and you're like, yeah, so I'm actually homeless. Um, <laughs> it's not going that well. <laughs> Just oh. quit your job, guys. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Some nice boys from a podcast might come and sleep in their studio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'll be fine. And honestly, like, because now, I mean, you know, I, I feel very fortunate to have incredible opportunities and stuff. Yeah. And it's easy to look at that and be like, Oh, that that's a fun time. Mm. Like, this mm. is a fun life. But there was, yeah, like, a, years prior to that of just no money coming in. Yeah. And just mm. doing it for the love. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Starving for your art. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Doing it for the people. That's yeah. who you kind of end up doing it Everyone for. Everyone needs those chapters in the memoirs, though, don't they? Absolutely. Mm. So then I guess you've got a really distinct online personality and brand now that I think you've, you know, done really well in kind of building that. Did that kind of come pre quitting the nine to five or post the quitting the nine to five? When did you kind of really finesse that? I think that kind of style was always there. Mm-hmm. Like I think I look back to fucking like 20, like 16 and I was like making that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it was always there. Um, the kind of, yeah, sarcastic, like self-deprecating kind of like pieces to cam. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, super awkward content I've always loved. Yeah. Um, You've got that down pat. Yeah, <laughs> I love awkward stuff because life is awkward. So awkward. So good. Um, but so, yeah, I think it was always there. Um, and the pandemic exacerbated that yep. because I was living alone in Sydney. I was very lonely mm. in Sydney and... Just wanted to highlight that. (laughs) (laughs) I would like the world to know that I am extremely fucking lonely. So I jumped on TikTok and I said, bitch, I'm lonely. Yeah. And uh, yeah, kind of found ways to say that in about 75 different videos. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think the Rona made me awkward video was like obviously one of the ones that was really put you on the map with that kind of content. It's like pandemic content. Like that one was. yeah. Yeah. And like even that kind of style, like with with music. Yeah. Videos like that. Yeah. Okay. I, I, ne- I never really had an idea or a vision about like what my my particular brand would be or what mm. style of content. It kind of just evolved. As um, you go, yeah. It's probably just you being naturally you, right? Like at the end of the day. Yeah. Look, I hope so. Like not that, you could, that you're an awkward freak, but just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, like, you know, that's the type of humor and content that you find funny. Yeah. So therefore you're going to create that and the people who want to resonate with that will resonate and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, yeah. And that's the thing, because I try not to get too caught up in how content will be received. Yeah. I've just kind of come to this piece of mind now where I'm like, before I post, I fucking find that funny. I don't <laughs> care if it bombs. I'm like, that's funny to me. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. How close is real Louie to TikTok Louie? I think they're one and the same. Okay. I think, I'm pretty sure. I well, think so. Well, because I have had some, some people have met me 
and then being like, <laughs> you're a lot. I don't know what they're expect. I think they expect me to walk in and just be like, <laughs> and just yeah. like fucking screaming. Just wearing like a green swimming cap on your head. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're that guy. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, but like, I'm naturally quite an introverted person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love, I love being social. I love going out, but I need my own space to recharge. Like yeah. I'm naturally introverted at heart. And in like group situations, I'm going to probably sit back. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I kind of feel like that's synonymous with what I put out anyway. It's um, also, I think, all the funniest people are like that. Like you don't get, especially your kind of observational humour without being able to sit in the corner of a room and just take in what's happening. Yeah. And then sort of spinning it around into something interesting and pressing play. Mm. It's funny that there's a lot of um, content creators and even like people that we've known, there's a couple of people we've even had on the show who they're not the loudest person in the room day to day. But I think like an online persona, because obviously you're not going to make a video of you just sitting in the corner, literally not speaking, right? So like obviously all the content that people make is, is engaging, right? So it's kind of like, the public then perceives that you're going to be equally as engaging at all times in person. And it's like, no, no, <laughs> I'm actually a human. Yeah. I'm not just like walking around in my little, in that beige onesie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. What my favourite. Co- so it's this, <laughs> so context for the listener. Please. I've repurposed this um, morph suit. It's like a morph suit. That's it's like beige morph suit that first started off as and I'm going to provide no more context for this because the listener just needs to be like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. I originally dressed as a tree seed um, and then I repurposed that morph suit um, to dress up as a positive rat test to announce to the world <laughs> that I had the COVID. So thrifty of you. <laughs> yeah, versatile queen. Yeah, yeah. versatile queen. <laughs> Upcycling. Someone give more. me a sewing challenge. Yeah. I'm ready for a ball. It's <laughs> got a big text route and true on the front of it. Perfect. Literally. That'll be um, in a museum one day. <laughs> you hope so. <laughs> but yeah, I th- and I think the pandemic has made me, I think, more... I think it's really exacerbated that social anxiety I feel Mm. I feel like I haven't really whittled that down yet it's still there well I remember re-entering society in the form of like going to a grocery store where there was 10 people and being like this is too much Mm. someone's gonna cough on me and yeah. then I'm going to have to get my morph suit out and draw on my plus <laughs> yeah. sign. Let the world know. I know. And even in like large crowds and groups and stuff, I still I still freak out. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot. Do you find that it's maybe with like, you know, if you're naturally introverted a little bit, obviously, and then having a public profile, is that, you know, difficult to navigate because obviously people recognise you and then they stop you? And I'm sure like, you know, you're a lovely, naturally beautiful person within a great personality, hey, but like at the end so of the much. day, <laughs> segue. Learning then, away. At the end of the day, oh, it wouldn't be a guest episode, Darth. I didn't play with them. <laughs> he just flings himself at anyone in that chair. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm good friends with your boyfriend too, so yeah. I'll be doing that. Um, you know, do you find it difficult, I guess, to maybe always put on the like, hmm, when I'm just really not in the mood right now, like sort of thing, or, you know? I think. It's a really good question because I think I initially, like first coming out of COVID, I felt this pressure to perform a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and especially because if someone comes up to you and then they're like, oh, hey, oh my God, oh, like, oh my God, I've been following your shit. You, you don't want to be disappointing. <laughs> no. You don't want to be boring as fuck. Yeah. So you do put it on a, oh, I did put it on a little bit. Um, and that's not to say... I'm boring as fuck now in person, but like <laughs> now, now I think I've just become more, I don't have to force it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it just naturally flows now. Mm, totally. I, I really love meeting people and especially when someone comes up and they're like, Hey, love your stuff. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they're always a bestie. Like the vibes totally. are 10 out of 10 anyway. So I don't need yeah, to yeah. force anything. Yeah. But I think it's hard to not like that. I think like, you know, as someone who puts something out there, it's like, it's nice to know that, you know, especially with the podcast or something where like, you know, you're not necessarily interacting with, or even the even videos you make, like you're not really interacting with someone. It's a, it's a putting it out and just seeing what happens. Like you don't really know who's looking at it. You don't know what their thoughts are when they're watching it. Like you, we get rated on like likes and like follows and stuff mm-hmm. like that and comments, but it's not. So when someone physically says something to you, to your face, mm-hmm. 
different to just like a like on socials. It's like, oh my God, wow. <laughs> That's lovely. Yeah. When someone asks me, like, oh, my God, what did you Google? And I say, fuck off. Stop asking me that. No, no, no I don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Just listen to the episode. I was like, check the last week. Yeah. I'm busy. <laughs> Move. It was porn, okay? <laughs> it was fucking porn. <laughs> Hunk. Hunk. Oh, my God. But it is very interesting. I like to think that there is, like, synchronicity between my online self and my IRL self. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, yeah, it never can match up perfectly, right? No one social should. media should, yeah. No. But it's... I think the um, social person is in there somewhere and then that's maybe your, like, you know, little creative being that's coming oh, out yeah. to play in that Absolutely. moment and just can have no inhibitions and really let your hair down and, like, you know. Yeah. I think I just always felt like I had to you know, put it on. Mm. Then I realized like, I'm a fucking human. Like sometimes I'm so energetic. I'm like in the zone. Sometimes I'm so depleted, like socially. And <laughs> I just want to be alone. But like, that's human nature, yeah, you know? Totally. totally. No one can ever be on at 124 seven. No or else they'd probably be like really unlikable because who wants to be around that the entire time. Oh, not me. You know? <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> Sounds awful, actually. For sure. <laughs> so, before we continue today, we'd like to take a quick moment to talk about our sponsor, Encore Pilates Studio. Encore is a boutique Pilates studio, which is actually located inside another establishment Ooh, called... Yeah. A babushka doll. Bit of a hidden gem. Yeah, good. Um, inside Crew Fitness and Performance, which is a, a bigger sort of gym entity. Encore has two locations in Braybrook and Hopper's Crossing. And can I just say, I'm sore. <laughs> well, we indulged in quite a spicy little class to work out our peaches. This peach is firm. <laughs> firm. And kind of like almost too firm, like I'm in a bit of pain, which maybe says a little bit about my... Mm. fitness levels of the peach a soft peach yeah (laughs) yeah i actually have some good news for you adrian hit me so encore has kindly created a little introductory offer for our listeners which is 50 dollars for five classes that's 10 dollars a class unbelievable that's five dollars an ass cheek (laughs) that's crazy oh five dollars for half a peach god but no, uh, we did go down and check out Encore. Great space, really funky. Mm. The team was super lovely and actually got a workout from it. Yeah, I love Pilates. You are really into Pilates I at love the moment, it. aren't yeah. you? It's good for the hips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brittle old hips. <laughs> so obviously, you know, COVID, I feel like, is when you kind of came into your own content creation-wise... Do you feel like you're at a point now where you've, like, made it? Or is there a point that you have in mind? Or what does that look like, do you think, for you? It's hard because you always envision goals. Mm-hmm. And then those goals happen. Yeah. And then you want bigger goals. Mm. Um, correct. Correct. <laughs> so I am an absolute perfectionist. Mm-hmm. Um, blessing and a curse because mm. my perfectionism, I think, has gotten me, you know, to this point that I'm really content with. But, you know, on the other hand, oh, I'm never satisfied. Yeah, yeah. Never satisfied. Mm. But that's one thing that I told myself this year that I want to work on. Mm. I just want to be more present and just take things in and enjoy things more because... It's so hard to do, right? And I won't do it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say it out loud. Best of intentions, though. I won't do it. But yeah, it's, um, it's... It's it's yeah. a bit sad because I don't think I'm ever going to get to a point where I sit back and I think, fuck yeah. I know. <laughs> I think I'm always going to be unhappy with where I am and that's just going to keep pushing me forward, I mm. think. Great. Have you had those moments, though, where you have been like, wow, look how far I've come, you know, like maybe, maybe a moment of gratitude or like being proud of yourself from where you started? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, No. <laughs> No. Were you not listening? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely not. No, there are a couple of random ones, right? Yeah. Going back to um, the power of the manifestation Mm. earlier in the episode. I'm all about this. So we can talk about this for the rest of the app if we like. So at the start of each year, I give myself, um, I guess you can call it news resolution, but it's like very, very specific things. Okay. Mm -hmm. And last year it was 
feature on Best of Grinder. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> no more, no less. Yeah. Feature on Best of Grinder. Yeah. And so when I did last year, mm-hmm. that was a moment where I was really proud of myself. <laughs> that's actually <laughs> a great it, one. Because it was just something that I randomly fucking manifested. January first, I said this year, I'm going to get on Best of Grinder. Fuck and you yeah. know what? I did it twice. So good. Amazing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Thank you. But in terms of like <laughs> following in and stuff, that's never been a goal of mine. And no. I think it's a really dangerous game to play when mm. you start comparing your worth to numbers. No, I agree. I don't think it's a good, it's not really measurable. You should be only comparing to yourself. Yeah. And to features on meme accounts. Yeah. yeah that's all, just all the meme <laughs> accounts. Fuck, get me on them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. <laughs> Every New Year's Eve from now on, you just pick a new one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, I can relate to the, like, I think Mitch and I can both relate to the perfectionist thing, though. Like, we've both learned the hard way, you know, starting this show, just like, you know, what you think you're going to be capable of versus Mm. like, you know, and when we look back now, we're like, what the fuck were we doing at one point? Like, and it is nice to have those moments where you're like, oh, look at that. We used to look like that. Now we look hotter and all like, you know, like we've come a long way. Mm. Like, yeah, we look hotter. (laughs) You know, like our like even just something as simple as like our tile that we used to use and when we first launched, like we launched during COVID, so we couldn't even get a photo together or a professional photo taken. So it was like true. Made on fucking Canva. My um nine to five boss gets quite frustrated at me because I'm like you, very much a perfectionist. And she just says to me all the time, Perfect is the enemy of done Mitch. Ooh. And that just stays with me. Ooh. That's always stuck with me. Repeat that for the listeners. Perfect is the enemy of done. Pop that on the t-shirt. That's terrifying. I know. <laughs> that's that's an attack. <laughs> but it's so right? true, though. I was wondering how you'd react to that. I was like, I'm never doing this show again. Because no. it really slapped me around the face the first time I heard it. Yeah. It's good. Okay, well, now that we're on this um, perfectionism train, I have mm. another tidbit of advice. Please. For my other perfectionists out there... Who get so far into their heads Mm. that they don't put out anything. Say, Mm. for example, you're a content creator and you get so in your head about a certain video that you never even put it out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, A good friend of mine, Lucinda, told this phrase to me and it changed my life. MVP, minimal viable product. Mm -hmm. Which means if you have two people, you have A and B, and A is the smartest person in the world, has all of the ideas but they never put anything out mm-hmm. versus someone who may have less of an idea, but they still put something out. B's always going to come through in Success the end. Success rate is higher. Higher. Yeah. So that was, you know, I guess a good lesson for me to just get out of my head, throw shit at the wall, see what sticks. Mm-hmm. Also, my dad always said, Lou, you never want to be the world's best kept secret. Oh. Yeah, we love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. We love so when that. I get in my head, I'm like, you don't want to be the world's best kept secret. Just put shit out there. Yeah. Did you find MVP. it hard? <laughs> yeah, did you say enemy of done? I didn't know we were going to be doing a self-help episode this week, but I'm for real. Hello, get you an episode where you combine self-help with porn categories. Let's <laughs> go. We've done it. <laughs> that's our MVP, guys. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we're, we're definitely doing a B. Option B. Speaking of like putting stuff out there, has there been things along the way that you've tried that you were like, oof, never done that again? (laughs) (laughs) I love that. To be honest, I don't think so. Because I think at the end of the day, like everything that I put out, I'm really proud of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, when it comes to like the social media, when it comes to my writing, when it comes to, you know, my presenting and stuff, I've kind of loved it all so far. Mm. Kind of tickets. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm, I mean, I haven't yet to come across one that, you know, I would yeah. diss on. One of the favourite <laughs> things I would say that you do that I don't know if it is an homage to her, but it's the Britney, like, waddle. Yeah, amazing. Does have that, is that people identified that before, obviously, right? I'm not the first. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, like that is at the core of my being. Yeah, mm. she's in there somewhere in that moment when there's a turn from the left to the right. Like, that is... Yeah. she's That's her. Absolutely. So, <laughs> Brit is the queen of the sorority girl pose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And that's what I kind of like to pay homage to. Yeah. So, it's... He's doing it for us now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because, my dear listeners, if you Google sorority girl pose on Google Images, it's so... There's, like, all the sorority sisters over in the States in, like, a line or with, like, a white T-shirt and, like, jeans and they're just doing this one pose where they're kneeling forward with their hand on their knee. It's it's like there's this invisible roof 
or like they can't, they don't quite have the strength to hold themselves up. So everyone's just sort of ducking a little bit. But you know that like girl pose that <laughs> exactly. girls would do where they would like all lean in or like lean forward a little bit mm. or tuck their bums back because they think they're kind of like, like yeah. warping the perception of the camera a little bit so they look a little bit thinner. Yeah, right. That's what it kind of is giving me like vibes of like, I'm just going to do this and stick my bum out to the back a little bit and then I just look a little bit skinny. It was like mid <laughs> mid thousands. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing it every time. It's working. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> it was like mid thousands. Tyra Banks, America's yeah. Next Top Model. Yeah, yeah, that a bit era. Well, Tyra had huge hips. She said on the show her biggest insecurity ever. So she would always pose to make her hips look smaller. And oh, I guess preach the girl. world followed. Me and Tyra got lots in common. <laughs> it same. So I think you the the videos are down pat. But now, as you said, you're kind of like you're presenting and broadcasting. I know you mentioned pedestrian. Um, is that kind of, you know, where you kind of want to be now? Have you found your voice on the, on the airwaves, just like us? On the airwaves. Yeah, I love podcasting. How fun is podcasting? So good. It's I so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. It's so much fun. No, I'm I'm so happy. I mean, I, I think a goal of mine over the past like year and a half was just to expand in like different mediums. Yep. So, mm-hmm. you know, obviously in video, but also podcasting kind of radio TV realms. Mm-hmm. And I've always fucking loved podcasting. I remember in like 2017, 2018, I kind of did my own little independent you did fuck show. right yeah which was mm. so fun i think it was like what happened to that it was, it was only like eight episodes um well then i needed to just like work to get my money mm. <laughs> you know no time for a passion project no yeah. I, I, at that moment in time i did not have time for passion projects yeah. yeah um but that was so much fun love sitting down with the mic chatting shit with the girls um so yeah this latest project with Spotify and Pedestrian, it's kind of given me an opportunity to flex my, like, newsreader energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very that, isn't yeah. it? So, Pedestrian Daily, five minutes a day, literally five headlines. Peter Hitchener. It's honestly... Very that. It's yeah. actually really... I quite enjoy it because it's perfect. It's the perfect kind of headline for me also, right? Like, I'm obviously the target audience. Young, hot. A young woman. <laughs> young, hot woman. Um, <laughs> like, I just feel like you're hitting boom, 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 snapshot. You know, we're all consume content quickly. I don't have time to read the Herald Sun. So mm. that's perfect for me. Tell me about the latest Kardashians episode. Tell me about the latest, you know, pop culture reference and that'll do me fine. And then skip the finance. Skip the finance. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Unless we're in smokers. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But it's been so much fun. Kind of like touching on what you said. We all have the shortest attention spans now. Totally. You know? So let's make it short, accessible, quick, yep. convenient. Yeah. My so- old grinder <laughs> bio. <laughs> And so, um, where does a job like that come from? Like, how does that sort of come to be? Well, I was just fortunate to get a tap on the shoulder um, by Pedestrian and Spotify. We're already, we've done like 120 episodes. God. God, I know. We started in like September, October, November. One of those. One of the later months. One a day, though, is a lot. We're one a week and I know what that workload looks like. So, you know, one a day is a lot. And it's it's really good because my setup is a uh, very uh, bootleg, if you will, <laughs> under a doona. Yeah, I've um, seen the, such that. a mood, actually. So fun! So I literally just make a little uh, TP hut um, with a doona and go for gold. Yeah. But I mean, now recently, you know, the world started to open up more. I've been traveling more for other different projects. So it's just kind of been fun to take the podcast with me wherever I go. Well, mm-hmm. isn't it the one good thing about a potty that you kind of can do that? Like, yeah, we've once recorded in the back seat of my car. Yeah. At one we did point. Do How that. was that? Well, it was actually a re-record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not great. It's a lot of road noise. Um, it would seem. <laughs> but yeah, we no. Parks like next to Faulkner Park. Like... That was in our early days. We needed to do a re-record. I can't remember why. Maybe sound quality or something fucked yeah. up. And we just needed to do this one bit again. And we were so hungover on a Sunday. <laughs> oh, I've, not a Sunday session. I've a Sunday recording session. Rang Mitch yeah. and he was like in a park, just basically on his deathbed. And I've just rocked up in the big Camry, flung around <laughs> the corner, mics in hand. Yeah. Set up in the backseat of this car. 
popped in and I think I've got a photo actually of us doing it and quickly just got what I needed from him, slammed the laptop down, said, all right, bye, get out and got to go. <laughs> just kept it's definitely the rags of our rags to Rich's tail, that yeah. part. And how yeah. did the, uh, you know, acoustics turn out? Oh, look, we won't speak about it again. <laughs> Great. <laughs> we, we won't shout out which episode that I was. I was like, I don't know. I can't remember which one it is. And I think it's best that it stays that yeah. way. My loyal message on the machine, uh, listeners, find the episode. <laughs> yeah. I was like, someone's going to DM me now and be like, I know exactly when it was. It's at 20 minutes and 40 seconds on episode five. Look, you did touch on earlier, you know, the children's book and that like whole piece around like representation. One of the things that we do love to ask our guests, uh, a phrase we have on the show is growing up gay in a straight man's world is different for everyone. When you hear that, what does that kind of mean to you or what does that kind of bring up for you? I think my first thought is just the, the bravery and the strength that we in the queer community and the LGBTQIA plus community have to go against the grain. Mm-hmm. The world often conforms. <laughs> yep. And, you know, we've all had our own stories where we've grown up in an environment that's just different from who we are. And that's pretty incredible that we've been able to be brave enough to, you know, write our own stories and create our own narratives, even though those own stories and narratives weren't around us, perhaps, you know? Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, I just think we're resilient. Mm. We're brave. Mm, we're amazing yeah. strong well, yeah powerful gorgeous. never been done before yeah. <laughs> shit on it put it in a blender and yeah. so how how was that for you specifically did you have a difficult childhood or did you kind of breeze through it I was very fortunate on the family front mm-hmm. my family my best friends mum dad and brother we're all very close shout out Shout out. Like, oh my God. Julie, Andrew, James. Hi. Love them already. Hashtag fam. Get them on next week. Beautiful. They're the loveliest people. Oh my God. You're recently an uncle. I just shout out. Shout out to Lily. Shout out to Lily. (laughs) She's obviously The clan's growing. Yeah. She's got her AirPods in right now. I know. Uh, I've I've been so fucking annoying. Anyone that will (laughs) listen to me after a wine, I'm like, look at all these pictures. (laughs) <laughs> I, I love that I she's cute though yeah she's cute and like let's be honest most babies can be fucking I was gonna ugly, say right? the percentage of babies that are cute versus oh. ugly is oh. it's skewed they look like often just a bit of play-doh over a knee or something <laughs> oh just not well a play-doh from a play center that's a bit <laughs> old and dry needs yeah. to be refreshed yeah. So unwell. <laughs> I, I love the way our conversation just segues from topic to topic. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, so my family, I was very fortunate to have such, you know, a loving um, family. Still still am. But it was more so like the, the, I guess, the barriers that I'd created for my own self. Mm-hmm. I Yeah, I really struggled. It wasn't ever explicit homophobia. It was more implicit things. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, just overhearing things on the schoolyard. But yeah, I just didn't have anyone who was like gay or like part of the community yeah. in my school. So I just grew up with these demons and I came out at 19 and I think, you know, then I had this journey of thinking that that was, I guess, the end of it all, mm-hmm. the, the end of the problems. Yeah, like and I, one and done. Yeah, like now. I'm out and it's fine. Yeah. 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 But, but I think that's when the problems really began. <laughs> because you spend so... Oh, wait, for, I say you. Me, I spent so many years repressing myself mm. that I got to a point where, you know, people were leaving school and going about their lives. And I was like, who the fuck am I? Yeah. Which then led to a lot of going out, a lot of drinking, you know, a lot of trying to... Yeah. Numb the pain. Numb the pain. Yeah. Which yeah. it's so sad how common that is. Totally. With it's all a, of us. Well, it is kind of part of our culture to be out and about all the time, like really mm. obliterating yourself. And it's sort of in the name of fun. But as you said, there could be something a little bit more sinister hiding behind that. Well, I think that. we kind of mm. lean into it as like, oh, well, the gays know how to do it. Wink, wink. <laughs> and it's kind of like, yeah. We've had to learn. Well, it's kind of like just a tag that you almost give yourself. And then you're like, well, I better live up to that tag because I'm gay. And that's what we do, right? We party hard and we know how to, we're always out and about and we're always out for brunch and we're always, and it's like, but why? 
mm. is the question. I think for me... <laughs> what is it about brunch that grabs us so... On this self-discovery journey that we're on <laughs> yeah. today, let's go deep on brunch. And right? mimosas. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mimosas. We're going to have some time on the couch to talk about mimosas, yeah. I think. Yeah. No, what just came up for me just then was you sort of saying that like that's when the problem started when you came out it kind of reminds me of and I, I can't remember who said it but there was a, an Instagram post or quote that kind of went around you know and it's always circulating that it's kind of like we start our self-discovery journey so late in life because everyone else gets to start theirs so early that like we're doing it behind the eight ball when we're already adults and we're already in, you know, leading adult lives, which is comes with a lot of responsibilities and it pressure, other pressures and, you know, full-time jobs and relationships and blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, I think there's something to be said about that in our community that is a challenge, like you said, because, you know, straight people don't have to really worry about who I am. They kind of already are told that essentially from day dot. Mm. Or work it out a lot earlier. And then later in life, maybe go through their midlife crisis at like 50 and then buy that Ferrari. And then like, oh, so you didn't know. <laughs> but that's kind of the thing, isn't it? You like didn't we... know, you thought you knew. Well, joke's on you now, isn't it? I'm gay <laughs> and I've got it better. We have this turmoil at like, you know, 18, 19, whenever it might be. Thinking that the straight people aren't having that when it actually just comes at like 50. Yeah. Because <laughs> they haven't had to sit down and just self-reflect. Yeah. Yeah. Well, which I think is probably the lesson, right? It's about... Having to look within. Mm. And that's mm. on my period. And that is on my mm. period also. <laughs> it's quite heavy. <laughs> well, we, I feel like we grew up kind of close to each other. We could have really helped each other through this. I know. <laughs> and we didn't. <laughs> we didn't. There was a bit of a tone of voice of yeah. <laughs> pissed off about that. Yeah. <laughs> we could have really missed opportunity. I know. Imagine us frolicking through the suburbs together. I know. Did you, were you surrounded by like any queer role models at all? Not really. I did come out at like 16, so I was still in school, but I was mostly surrounded by like all of my girlfriends were just like so like, you know, gay icons that that was kind of enough for me for a little while. And then ran into Adrian one day on the street and <laughs> the rest is history. The rest is history. It's all over history. from there. Yeah. Um, did you have any role models or how did you just kind of enter the, the scene or like find your feet, find your gaze, as we like to call it on the mm. show? Every, uh, shout I, out to whatever episode number that is, but there is mm. an episode on that. I love that. <laughs> I'll have to listen. Yeah, you should. Um, I, I was very fortunate. My cousin, who's a year below me, yeah. Damon, shout out to Damon, is also very, very gay. And we love Damon. Oh, we love oh, Damon. Get him on. Fine. Get him on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going on to rip through the whole hands of family. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so Damon grew up in Shepparton. My mum's side's from Shepparton. Uh-huh. Wow. So he had a really tough time in like a rural setting yeah. where a lot, I guess the community around him like came out for him in a sense before he knew himself that he was mm-hmm. gay. So it was really hard for him. But he came out to me when he was like 14. Wow. And I was 15. And Go off. I remember just being like, that's amazing for you. Goodbye. Yeah. yeah. And then, what, about Block. like five years later, <laughs> I rang him up and I was like, hey, so um, remember that conversation you had with me? Yes, same. Yeah. <laughs> and then from there, he moved down from Shep and we would just go out, us too, just the cousins. And we really met a lot of people you know, in that experience. But mm. so I was fortunate to have Yeah. That is lucky. My cousin. Yeah. Um but aside from that, like I would always in my closeted days, and this was my tip, still I think a good tip for anyone who is, you know, maybe not out and looking mm-hmm. for fun stories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would literally just search came out on Google News to just see who'd recently come out. And thus would begin my stalking about their stories, their lives and their interviews. And yeah, so funny. There's so many things you've just touched on there that are like so relevant to our show. Totally. One, I know what you're going to say. What? You and Ian Thorpe. Oh, yeah. But I was just going to say more generally, like I, because I used to do that Google a lot. Mm. And I feel like when we were quite young, it was really difficult to find it. And then all of a sudden there was this like... Bang, 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 like Tom Daly, Troy Sivan, like all these like huge people mm. that we all mm. have known for so long, all coming out at once. And it was like, oh my God, there's actually gays in the world. Yeah, totally. Mm. I think the other part that kind of just hit me there from what you were saying is like, it's that feeling of like, when you're not ready 
but someone in your circle is, mm. that can actually trigger you more than instead of feeling seeing them and being like, wow, so inspirational. It's like mirror lens on me makes me feel like don't want to be associated with you might make me look more gay blah 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 like sometimes it can have an op- adverse effect like you said it took you know another five years or whatever before you could pick up the phone to your cousin and be like hey mm. turns out guess me what too. queen yeah. I, had, <laughs> I had the same thing with a family friend of mine um she was actually a lesbian and she came out at like 18 and at the time growing up i was super super close with her and she came out at sort of 18 and then later in life when I came out, she kind of turned around and was like to me, I wish you'd just come out when I did. Like, it would have been so much better for me. And I was like, I wasn't ready. I was mm. like, I, that's not fair to say because, like, I just wasn't ready at the mm. time. I was, like, the opposite. Like, I found out since I left high school that there was, like, I think eight or nine other gay boys in my year. Eight well, or nine? That's a lot. I know. They keep popping up. What's, and I was what like, school did you go to? Can we like, mention it on... On air? Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Brighton Secondary. Brighton Sec. Eight yeah. or nine. That's amazing. For mm. one year level. I mean, there was like maybe 160 of us. That's because of you, Dal. You were paving the way doing that. What was that charity? Where were they when I needed them? <laughs> where were they? <laughs> where are the gays? Why were they not kissing me in the bathroom giving me my heart stop a moment? Oh, can we talk about that? Heartstopper has made me so upset because I wish that I had... My like little high school I like know. closeted romance. Mm. I know. I want. Th- I wanted that. I still want it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm still Which is open terrible. to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not gonna happen <laughs> yeah. now. Like if I could go back in time just to have my closeted totally. moment with like another student slash best friend. Oh, like how do people even like how do students in that moment? How do they even find the other person? You know, like, I yeah, was yeah. so scared that I would just not even... I know. Do you know, I actually almost had a moment like that in high school, which I don't think I've ever spoken about on this show before. I was on a school camp in Africa, and um, God, I was, like, in this tent with this... <laughs> I was just about to say jumbo, and then I was like, I'll probably get cut, so I just won't. <laughs> so I was in Africa, in Botswana, um, on this school trip. <laughs> <laughs> We immediately just got teleported into this new era. (laughs) I just thought you were going to say in English class, but you're like, so I'm in safari in Africa. I was like, what the fuck? So I was in the Upper Mango Delta, trekking with the rhinos. Prepare me for that. Anyway, I was in this tent. We all had to like rotate through the tents every night. In this tent with this guy who like, I was kind of pretty much out at this point. He was like, not, but we knew. Mm-hmm. Lying in, like, the tent in the middle of the night and he just kind of, like, rolled over and, like, started spooning me. And I, like, panicked. And I was like, oh! <laughs> and he just pretended that he was asleep and was like, oh, my God, I don't know what's just happened. Oh, how awkward. And then just went back to sleep and we never mm. spoke about it again. But I was like, fuck. Well, that's what I was going to say. I feel like the heart topper moments for me were just, like, sprinkling. You can have 20% mm. of that moment, but not the rest. It was very that, like... There was someone kissed me once at a fundraiser where we had to sleep out under the stars or something, and like that was it. But then, like, never speak to me again. Fine, yeah. cool. It's not really heart stopper, is it? Then in the next, the, really. yeah, the other one was Always. similar to that, like staying over at her mates. And like, I think I've told the story on this show before about like, oh, can you just tickle my back? And like, almost like we're spooning, and I, he wanted me to tickle his back, but like, wouldn't That's go hard. further than that. Mm. And like, again, I'm not just a piece of meat. I'm not just a gay young piece of I'm not meat. just some hole to be you. No. <laughs> and I wasn't even out. So, like, yeah. it's trauma for me. That's hard. <laughs> Stop fucking with me. Oh, that would be... Yeah. Mm. But also, mm. tent boy. Yeah. <laughs> Back how to we, Africa. Sorry. How is he now? He's good. He lives in the north somewhere. Is he Covered out? in tats. Yeah. It's very gay. Oh, love. Yeah. Oh. That's what I'm saying. This could have been, like... Is he listening? I could have lost my virginity... In Africa. If you're listening. <laughs> on the Okavango Delta in a tent. Mitch wants you to take him back to the savannah. Yeah. And he wants to see your tr- elephant trunk. Yeah. This big giraffe was. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to the safari. Yeah. Then. yeah please. <laughs> You'd totally be a giraffe. Yeah, of course. You'd be a fucking hippo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a bit of a Gloria moment. <laughs> well, Big Lou, 
feels like we could go forever, but we can't. I wish we could. But oh. it just means you have to come back. I know. I'll come back. Round two, round three, round four. Round Why two, not? round three, round four. I think it could be a regular thing. We're running out of other fun people that we like. So, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Slim short, pickings. Short list. Yeah. 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 Thank you so much for today. Thank you. If anyone is looking to find you, where should they head? McFeedy McFeet face. Yeah, yeah, honestly, all the content it just gets uh, funneled through McFeedy's anyway. It's so. actually your manager. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually me. That, yeah. save, that, oh. save that theory for another day. Oh, wow. This is a gossip girl moment. People do think that. Mm. Um, unfortunately, not. <laughs> um, but Louis Hansen, Instagram, Louis.Hanson, I think on TikTok, someone took the Louis Hansen at. Oh, fuck whoever man. you are, go fuck yourself. They have 12 Sorry. followers. <laughs> like Jesus. Mm. Um, so it's really disappointing. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Jesus. those two places. Great. I can't wait to see you there. Great. Love you so much. You can also check out Pedestrian Daily on Spotify. On Spotify. And if this is the first time you're listening to us, also like, follow, subscribe on Spotify or Apple if that is what you prefer. We don't judge. We don't really care. Or wherever you're getting your podcasts. Obviously, after you have done that, make sure you then go to our Instagram, which is at Message on the Machine, so you can keep up with all the fun stuff we're doing every single day between every our single day. <laughs> Imagine that Message on the Machine every single day. You couldn't. That's living. but thank you so much this has been so fun so good no thank you and on that note guys good luck out there yeah we'll see you at the next one bye beach (laughs) (laughs) this episode was brought to you by Encore Pilates Studio 